1: On the game, 1037, Lafayette 104, one leg Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station on this opening day of Major League Baseball. And you know, I looked at the schedule yesterday. It's not really opening day for that many teams. I, I I thought it was just about everyone, but it's it looked like it's about a little less than half. Some have already been postponed because of bad weather until tomorrow.
2: Yeah, mine did
1: and not everybody is playing today. So it's opening but 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 it's opening day for the Astros, so that's all that matters to me.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Uh they just made a trade in Major League Baseball. I'm not not happy. Uh essentially Taylor Rogers who I drafted as my number 2 closer because I missed the closer run in my fantasy league Saturday um was traded from the Twins to the Padres for Chris Paddock who was on my Major League team. Well, no, I think he was on my. No, I think he was on my major league team. He 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 was on my fantasy team team last year. So the Padres have so many pitchers, they don't know what to do with them, and they didn't have a closer, so they traded one of their starting pitchers essentially for a closer. I think there's another couple players in the deal, but I I, I didn't get the complete deal. But for those of you who are baseball fans or fantasy baseball fans, that might be relevant to you. Wow, we got introduced last night. To Cooper Rawls, unbelievable and, and again it's the thing it's the thing about baseball that the other sports they just they very rarely produce. I mean every once in a while you will get a, a something like this where you're about halfway through the year, a little bit over halfway through the year and someone who the average fan for that team's never even heard of. Steps up and delivers a really an incredible performance. Cooper Rawls all season long. He's a junior college transfer from Tyler Junior College in Texas. And all season long he had thrown two innings and give up three yard runs. His ERA was over 13. And, you know, he was essentially not on anyone's radar. So last night. The Cajuns are playing in Ruston. Second game of a two game midweek little series against Louisiana Tech, who came in with an RPI of 31. Cajuns get beat in the first game. They're down six to one in the second inning. They're down six to one. Peyton Haber got lit again. He gave up five runs in, a, in, a, in an inning or inning in a third. So they break, they, you know, basically they say, we've got a three game series over the weekend. We can't burn all of our pitching. And one of the questions I asked Coach Deggs are you at the point where you're going to have to start using some guy for multiple innings just to save arms? And so they say, well, let's throw Cooper Rawls into the, into the fray here. Uh, and get some innings out of them. And if, and if we make a great comeback, great. And if not, then we don't, you know, we don't throw any of our other arms in this second midweek game. Well, all Cooper Rawls does is pitch seven and two third innings, gives up five hits, one run, one walk, and strikes out twelve on the road gets a really good team. Wow, I mean, what? an incredible performance. I mean it, it's like when when they sit him out there they were probably thinking I mean you always hope for the best but you're like well chances are this isn't going this isn't going well. We're down 6 to 1. We're going to throw a guy out there who's only thrown two innings all season long. His ERA is 13. Um, this, you know, we're just gonna. You know, if we lose, if we if we make a great comeback, great. But more than likely, we'll just take the loss and we'll just move on to the conference series. It's more important at this point, anyway. Well, and maybe not, but we'll see. So Rawls pitches great, and in the sixth inning, the Cajuns score seven runs and come back and win eight six. Incredible performance. And they had more issues with the umpiring. It just seems like it never stops. You know, in one inning, what was that the seventh, I believe it was. they looked like they scored a run, they 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 called it back. then it looked like they scored a run again, and then they called it back. I mean it was like it, it, it was like I thought I was watching a football game, and they kept calling holding to score touchdown, hold, come back, score touchdown hold, come back. It's what it felt like. Kind of strange. But the bottom line is they overcame all that. And now Cooper Rawls throws his name into the like they might he might be the new week uh midweek starter. Wow. Very impressive. But um and uh Warner Rincones went two for four and drove in three runs, and Tyler Robinson had three more hits. So If you remember last week, I said the Cajuns, if they could go three and two, and it really should have, would have, could have been four and one. If they could go three and two, they would go into the second half of the season above 500. And the second half of the season, the schedule gets much better. Uh, They came into the week with an RPI of 48 their strength of schedule was eighth in the country, and this and it's not going to finish eighth in the country. So I think the strength of schedule will start will go down the rest of the way, and the RPI if they can get some wins will go up. So we'll see how that play. Now that doesn't mean they have an easy schedule. They still got to play Texas State three times. Texas on the road. Texas State's having a fabulous season. Incredible. Still got to play LSU and Rice and. The, it, 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 they, st- they they still have some tough games. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as where cons- it's every game you play is against a, a really good team. Um, so we will see how that plays out. But what a what a spectacular performance on the softball side. You know, we talked we interviewed Coach Glasgow yesterday, and we talked about how scrappy McNeese is, and they are, and, and the Cajuns basically gave a game away last night. They made four more errors. They gave up four unearned runs. They got sixteen, well, fourteen hits and only scored five runs. So the offense didn't score enough runs. The pitching was fine. They gave up six hits in 13 innings, uh, but they gave up four unearned runs. And they didn't. And and they had the game one. They scored two runs in the 11th inning, and then in the bottom of the 11th inning. Uh, they give up a run. They look like it's two outs, a runner on. They're up by a run, and they strike the girl out. The ball gets by the catcher, and the runner scores, tying run scores, and they lose in 13. Just want First of all, you, you have to use a bunch of pitchers, and and then you end up losing in 13 innings. So an agonizing loss for the Cajuns, and now they will come home to play a really good Troy team that has an ace pitcher. And so, you know, they're going to have to regroup pretty quickly. So that's what went on with baseball and softball last night. A tremendous victory with a, with a just sparkling performance out of nowhere. And then an agonizing loss for the Cajuns. All right. As I said, it is opening day. Uh, Astros will play the Angels tonight. 838 start. And, of course, you can hear all that action right here on 103.7. It is – we we will do – I will do a a baseball preview in the next couple segments. We will then, again, talk some Astros, begin our weekly segment with Patrick McClellan at 10.15. And then around 10.35, we'll revisit our weekly visit leading up to the Kentucky Derby with Mr. Tom and go over what happened last weekend and, w- and what that means and, and what's going to happen this upcoming weekend as we get closer to, again, it, it's a crazy time. You got the Masters going on right now. Baseball is opening. NCAA tournament just finished on, on, on Monday. And then, you know, we got the NFL draft three weeks from today. Three weeks from today is the NFL draft. And then the week after that is the Kentucky Derby. So it's, Just, you know, in this five- or six-week period here, a lot of big events is going on, or going on, a lot of them. And um, yesterday, it might get tweaked depending on some things that could happen, but I kind of bid the bullet and did my first mock draft. We're not going to get to that today. Maybe not even tomorrow. We'll see. Maybe tomorrow. If not, we'll do it next week. But uh, kind of, it's funny how unpredictable it is. It is very unpredictable, and I've been preaching how unpredictable it is. And I, I should—I've been around long enough to know, especially with this current regime, to try to predict what the Saints are going to do. You can get yourself in trouble. But other than the 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 idiots that keep picking the Saints to pick a quarterback, which is just silliness, just to, in my opinion, an ignorant prediction. Um. Most people are kind of settling on the same prediction with the Saints. It's weird. It's like, is it really going to be that that cut and dry? Like, it just seems like the 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 closer we get, once you get past all the quarterback silliness, which if I see a, a, somebody say the Saints will pick a quarter, I just I just dismiss it and move on. I mean, it's just silliness. But um. It's I mean, it's all it's in a draft of complete unpredictability, it's seemingly. Um, people are starting to really settle on pinning the offensive tackle and a lave to wide receiver. And I mean, it it I I I I've been fighting because I don't want to do that just because it seems like everybody's doing it. And it's like a red flag is, keeps going up in my mind. Like it's not gonna, it can't be that easy. But it just seems looks so obvious. Now, is it possible that one of these teams that won a wide receiver before the Saints pick Piccolave? Of course, it is. But uh, it just, it just seems obvious. So we'll see. But again, that's three weeks from today. And so we've got three more weeks of agony and waiting and angst. And it's just, oh man, I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to wait three more weeks for this. And then on top of that, we're about to be tired and hopefully not grouchy. If the Astros lose, it'll be tired and grouchy. Um, if the Astros win, I'll be tired, but with a smile on my face. That's just kind of the way it works. But really, it's, it's a six-month project that it, it starts tonight and I try not to think about it much in the off season because I need the mental break after football season, especially in a year where the Astros go to the world series, you know, I just need the mental break. I need the break of basketball season. And, and so it's busy professionally, but as a fan, I, it, the, the, there's no angst other than, you know, dealing with the saints and and off season stuff and, whether the Astros re-signed Carlos Correa and stuff like that, but I, I don't get, I didn't get really stressed out over that because figured most of the you know most of the chances were that he wasn't going to resign anyway, and he didn't. So, but really, I mean, again, if you're a baseball fan, this the, uh, it's six months. This six month project or whatever you want to call it, at least if you're an Astro fan, starts today. All right, let's do this. We'll take a timeout. When we come back on the game, we will. I'll start making my predictions. Uh, I got to tell you, it. I think baseball's deeper than it was a year ago. Uh, I think, I think more teams got better than they were. I think baseball's deeper than it was a year ago. There's only one really bad division, uh, and the other divisions. One of them is still too young, I think, but I think it, it, it's it got a lot of talent, and, 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 I, and I think it's going to be good. It just may not happen this year, but it's going to be good, and there's just only one really bad division. But um, we'll, we'll do that next. Let's take a timeout. We'll be back on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching mop-up time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid! 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 Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case foot passes out. Back Back to to more footnotes footnotes. on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Yes, 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 it is indeed a long way there. We're on opening day. We got a long way before. October and the World Series and the baseball playoffs start. Welcome back into Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the Game 1037. Lavi at 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Before we get to some baseball predictions on opening day, I want to remind you about Festival International and the great prize pack we have. If you want to do Festival International, this is what this is the way to do it. Go to the website, join the Rewards Club, and this puts you eligible to win a prize pack that will give you exclusive access to front row and stage areas, shaded seating, air-conditioned restrooms, express drink lines, shirts, pins, poster. The way to do Festival International and the way to get eligible to win that great prize is to go to 103.7thegame.com or 1041 thegamecom today. All right. Before I get going on the commercials, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir.
3: Man, I had a famous, tra- famous trade in. I didn't know I was going straight to you. Oh, you're famous. Yes, Listen, I, I got to say one thing. I, well, I'm famous. I couldn't get in yesterday. Hannah blocked my calls. I guess I called too many times on Monday and got every, you know, messed everything up. But anyway, there's a couple of things. First thing I want to say is, does Hannah really, really understand? I mean, I'm not trying to minimize no. her interest in professional baseball. Does she really comprehend the? longevity and stamina and endurance that no. you have to have. No,
1: but she she's she, trying. It, I mean, she's just dipping her toe in the water here. So you got you, you to start somewhere,
3: Manny. I mean, this, no, I she has no idea what's about start, to start. But no. look, dude, she realized what she's in for <laughs> having <laughs> no. to deal with you until October. She realized that this goes on until at least October. Yes. I
1: mean, you know, no. I mean again, I, she'll, she'll learn. I mean, you got to learn. I mean, I, w-
2: I was here when it first started, it, the last time I started an internship. I was here for the first couple of months, actually, of uh, Major League Baseball season last year. I actually was producing Ooh. his show. So I, I, don't worry, I know. <laughs> and it's, it's really something,
3: man. It's really something. <laughs> it, anyway, listen, I want to talk about C.J. Filler because the guy was on yesterday. Man, he stole my thunder because I was looking at running back you know later on cuz i mean we're going to need a running back somehow or another obviously we know that our uh Las Vegas got ball is going to be suspended
2: yes and
3: uh you know we don't we don't have an adequate stable running back so, man let me just tell you Now, still i don't think he's quite as uh good as uh, you know capability uh, as the uh, Camara, but I think he's, uh, you know, just a notch or so below as far as coming out and being that same type of guy. He, he really catches the ball well. They use him a lot. You know, I, I'm not crazy about so So so, Jimbo, so you but, think
1: he's better uh, than Brees Hall? You agree with Chad?
3: Oh, I, I think he's as good. As, I mean, listen, I mean, we need a guy that's going to run him anyway. He's 217, 220, whatever. And he catches the ball very well. They threw the ball to him quite a bit at, uh, at, at A&M. And I got one last thing to say, Kevin. <laughs> it's not me. This is the guy that's the Saints insider with Jordan the other day says that the Saints aren't trading up to get a quarterback. They're going to take a quarterback with one of those two picks and it's going to be uh, – uh, damn how or oh uh, come on who said uh, that listen i didn't say it I, I, I was just about to wreck when i was driving when he said that I'm, i i think what are you talking about why on earth would you pick a second or third round guy with a with the 19th pick i don't,
1: i mean these I'm people like,
3: Kevin, look it, it just, if it, it just happens just and crazy. we're going
1: and first of all we'll be like i'll be comatose for for weeks i mean I mean, it'll be it'll be the worst thing that ever happened to the New Orleans Saints okay? <laughs>
3: yeah, ever. Definitely, I told you already. Now, uh, parts unknown. I'll have to just disappear okay. for a while. But right? but but, what, but we we need to make a deal. I
1: mean. If it doesn't happen and we're right, then all these people need to never say anything about the Saints draft hey, again. They need ever to
3: shut up! I don't like ever. to say shut up, mom. My mommy ever. Used to in the mouth to saying, but they need to be quiet and not ever say anything yeah. silly, yeah, and ridiculous like that. Just stop with again. that; exactly. it's stupid. Okay, I'm working on my, I'm working on my whole uh, draft, Kevin. So uh, uh, you know, uh, all right, I'm going to give it all to you in next couple of weeks. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna keep on, but I'm, I'm gonna give it all to you. All right, three weeks from today. Weeks to Th- thanks, all Manny. All right, guys, later.
1: All right, let let us let, get the American League East. It, it, you know. I, I joke about, I call it the AL ESPN division and the NL ESPN division because that's all, you know, other than the punks, pretty much that's all baseball revolves around for the majority of the national media, okay? That just, that's just reality. But um, this division looks really good. Now, usually it's overrated, the Rays. I made the comment last week that I'm not going to. I'm going to pick the Rays. I, I didn't pick them last year, and then they did it again, and I, I, I was like, I'm not doing this again. Until they don't do it, I'm picking them. I, I, I made my mind like this idea. Look, the Rays are smarter than everybody else. That has been established they're just smarter than everyone else <coughs> so i'm picking the rays it's just they are they're just they, they're just smarter than the rest of us so i, I i'm done with doubting the rays so i'm picking the rays to win the division the blue jays are so talented and i'm not normally one that falls for this this you know the young t- this team just, I mean, again, uh, they look like they're going to be a blast. If I, Blue Jays, I don't know that I know a Blue Jay fan, but the Blue Jay fans are going to be um, very excited. I, I, I got to pick the Blue Jays second. I, it looks crazy. But, again, these people didn't play a home game basically last season. <laughs> it's just, I just, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I'm still not totally sold on their pitching from top to bottom, but I think they have a legitimate closer. One of their setup guys is is out for a while and Pearson, and we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, they did lose their Cy Young pitcher, but they, they've they got good pitching. They did get Barrios, who's not great, but he's really good. Um, I think they're going to be tough. I think the Red Sox are going to be real good. Their everyday lineup is fabulous. Their starting pitching is in. Eh. Their bullpen is in. Eh. Um, I you know I think the Yankees will be okay, but there's so many questions with them. Uh, I just I, I just can't see how they're gonna beat those teams. So I'm going Rays, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees, Orioles in the American League ESPN division. The AL Central is, uh, is, is the up-and-coming division to me. I, I don't think they'll be there yet, but, man, I like a lot of these clubs. I, I, I like the makeup of a lot of these clubs. I, I don't think it's possible they'll surprise me, and they'll be like a year ahead of schedule, but... I like the Tigers. I like what they're doing. I like a lot of their players. Uh, I think they have good young pitching. I don't know that they're totally ready to do it just yet. I don't know. Maybe so. But I really like the direction they're heading. I like a lot of the Royals players. I really do. I mean, we'll see if Bobby Witt's as good as they say he is. I mean, how can you not like Salvador Perez? I mean, what a stud that guy is. And um you know I can't stand Witt Maryfield he's a punk that guy needs to go play for the punks or Witt Maryfield but he's good um you know they don't their problem is that their starting pitching is iffy uh Grinky's over there and he'll help a little bit but I think their bullpen's got, finally gotten uh, some arms in it. I, I think their bullpen's going to be okay. I was I, I wanted to get Barlow in fantasy and didn't quite happen. So I think their bullpen is going to be better than it's been. Their starting pitching's are a little iffy, but their everyday lineup is not bad. Plus, they play a unique brand of baseball. These cats run, and they're aggressive, and uh, they create some things that way. Uh, the Twins, I you know, had a very disappointing season last year. Um, I, I kind of think they'll bounce back, but again, I, 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 and I, and the Guardians, their everyday lineup is not great. They have g- some good young players, but I don't think they're quite ready yet. But their starting pitching is good, like really good, and they got a really good closer. Again, I, I, I think a year from now, this division is going to be really good. And I think it might just, I, I'm going to, for now, I'm going to say they're a year away. But I really like all these teams. They've all kind of done it the right way in a lot of ways. And uh, I don't know that they're ready yet with all these young players, but they're all close. I mean, this is a, that's going to be a fun division two or three years from now. Really, I think all those teams are heading in the right direction. American League West, I think it's gonna be deeper. You know, I, I I so by the way, so I'm gonna say White Sox, Tigers, Royals, Twins, Guardians, but really those last four could go in any direction for me. I I, I don't I really don't know. I like all those teams. I like the direction all those teams are going. Uh AL West. I'm I think the Mariners fit right in there with all these other teams from the American League Central. I I I don't I think they're ahead. I think they're a little bit ahead of those teams. Um but they have a lot of good young players. I I think the Mariners are gonna be are gonna be good. I think the Angels can't help but be better as long as Mike Trout plays, you know, half the season. Their their starting pitching can't do any worse. They got a good closer, but they just don't have any starting pitching. Um, I think the Rangers are going to be better. Um, They put a lot of money. They got good players. It would not surprise me if they finished in the top three at all. The A's have kind of given up. I don't know what the A's are doing, but they just gave up. Um, So I'm going to go Astros, Mariners, Angels, Rangers, A's. And uh, I've, I, it would not surprise me at all if the Rangers finish third and the Angels fourth because I, I really think I just don't – the only reason I didn't pick the Rangers is because I just don't really like their starting pitching, although it would not shock me at all if John Gray has a good season. That would not surprise me at all. Uh, and Hearn's a little better than people think. But I still don't think overall if they get any injuries in pitching, they're going to have trouble. Uh, American League. Remember, this year you got three wild cards. So I'm going to say the wild card teams are the Blue, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and the Mariners. Blue Jays, Red Sox, Mariners uh, are going to be my predictions to, to make the playoffs. and So we'll, uh, we'll see how that plays out. All right. We'll take a timeout, come back, and move over to the National League on this opening day. On the game, 1037, Lafayette 1041, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Are you fluent in footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Used to be fat. Used to be fat. A six-time MLB All-Star who got fat late in his Houston Astros career and stopped hitting, but signed with the St. Louis Cardinals, got in shape, and once again, hit. Also known as Lance Berkman. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foot and Footnotes.
1: Welcome back to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Want to remind you about the Angola Prison Rodeo. If you would like to go to the world famous Angola Prison Rodeo, which is scheduled for April 23rd and 24th, this is what you need to do. Text Angola to six eight six eight three. Text Angola to six eight six eight three, and you might win free tickets to the Angola Prison Rodeo. Again, I, I, I've never been. I've been to rodeos, but I've never been to the Angola Rodeo, and it is. Uh, I've heard lots of great stuff about it. So, if you have been and want to go back, or have never been and want to experience it, text Angola. A N G O L A to 68683. All right, the National League. We'll start with the National League ESPN division where the world champion Braves are, um, you know, due for a medicine season. And look, you could argue the worst thing that's happened to the Nationals was when the World Series beat the Nationals in the World Series. It was bad for me for sure. But. They've been miserable since, and they are arguably the worst team in baseball right now or on a short list of, you know, they, they, they were the post, all-time poster child for a medicine season. I don't think the Braves are going to go south like the Nationals have. Uh, you know, they, you got to know how to handle a medicine season, and they didn't handle it well, and, and they look like they're going to be miserable for a while. I mean, the Nationals don't even have any good players. I mean, they have arguably the best player in baseball. And Soto. But I'm talking about past that. They just don't have that. Their outfield looks
2: terrible.
1: I mean,
0: terrible.
1: So they're done. Um, I don't think the Braves are gonna be anything like that. I think the Braves are gonna have a medicine season. I think the Braves are ineligible to go to the World Series this year in my mind. Um, but I still think they have way too many good players to to like, you know, be miserable. I looked at it this way. The Phillies last year went 82-80. and The Phillies led the major leagues in blown saves. I think they blew 35 saves. Their bullpen was miserable. Now, they got Corey Kniebel, who I don't think is great, but he's an upgrade. I think as they currently stand, I don't think the Phillies can do it. But I expect that they'll get at a bullpen arm around the all-star break and maybe a closer. Uh, If they just, if they just, of their 35 saves, if they reduce that to 25 blown saves, not even half, just improve by 10, that gives them 92 wins and they'd have beaten the Braves by four games. You know, by, not, I mean, that. That's a generalization. It doesn't mean they would have beat the Braves by four games. But on paper, if they just would have blown 10 fewer saves, they don't want 92 games and they don't want that division by four games. So I I, I think adding, uh, you know, a dark horse MVP candidate in Nick Castellanos in the outfield, and if they just even by accident um, improved their bullpen at all, I'm going to pick the Phillies to win the division. The Braves second. The Mets third. The Marlins fourth. And the uh the Nationals last. All right. NL Central, worst division in baseball. By far. I mean, by far. Uh I, I think the um I think the Brewers are good. And I think the Cardinals are pretty good. The Cubs don't look good. The Reds don't look good, and the Pirates don't look good. I mean, three of your probably five bottom teams, other than maybe the A's because they've given up, maybe the Diamondbacks and the Orioles, I mean, it's like, man, the prospects for the Cubs, Reds, and Pirates this year do not look good at all. Now, the good thing about that, if you're a Brewer fan or a, Cardinal fan is you should be able to make some hay in your division. You really should. Uh, I think the Brewers, if they get anything this year out of their elite hitters that had down years, they have really good starting pitching, and they have a really good bullpen. So they got the pitching down, the Brewers. They just need Yelich and, and just, I think I think Keston here is going to have a better year. Now, their Uris is hurt already. Um, you know, they, they need to score a few more runs. They really do. But, but, but I think there's no way, I don't believe there's any way Yelich is going to be as bad as he was last year. And I think here is going to do pretty well. So I uh, I'm gonna pick the Brewers to win that division because they just have too much pitching, and I'm gonna pick the Cardinals second. As for them other teams, I guess I'll go Cubs, Reds, Pirates. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I don't even know where those teams are going. Those teams don't make much sense to me. Cubs, the Reds, and the Pirates. All right, the NL West. You got to pick the Punks first. I, they just, they just they have too much talent. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that the Punks did not go to the World Series last year. The team that's so hard to figure out is the Padres. Okay, one thing you got to give the Padres, Don't, they try. They try real hard. I mean, they're they're after every free agent. They, you know, they just made a trade. I mentioned it at the top of the, of the hour. They just traded Chris Paddock in, in a deal to get a closer because they didn't really have one. The bad thing with that is I picked Denilson Lamette thinking he'd be their closer is on my minor league. And, and now my my one of my re- other pitchers that I drafted, Rodgers, is now their closer. Um, you know, obviously they lost. Tatis for about half the season. I think their depth is, is pretty good there. Um, I I just, the Giants, like, how do the Giants do what they do? Something tells me Logan Webb is not going to have as good a year. Carlos Rodon is very talented, but that guy's very injury prone. Carlos Rodon. I just, I do like their bullpen. I I love the Giants bullpen. They got a lot of options. I don't love their starting pitching. Um, so I'm gonna do what probably, you know, the Padres collapse last year was as as bad a collapse as I've ever seen. I mean, they were they went from one of the more exciting teams in baseball the first half of the season to 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 where they couldn't win any games the second half. It was it was awful. Awful. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go against the grain, and I'm gonna say all that e for effort that the Padres have given over the last two years because they're trying. I mean, they try really hard to win. It just hadn't happened for them. But I'm gonna say it's gonna pay off. I, I like their starting rotation of course a lot of it's going to depend on whether clevengers if clevenger's healthy they're going to their rotation's pretty good so you know they got a punk in their rotation who probably just needs to go play for the punks but uh but i really like clevenger and and but but he but he's injured and so um but i i'm going to i thought about it it's a it's one of the rougher decisions but i'm going to say go padres so i'm going to go punks padres Giants I don't know Rockies Diamondbacks. I just don't like the Diamondbacks have so many bad players. I'm gonna say Rockies then Diamondbacks but I mean who knows between those two I'm gonna say Rockies then Diamondbacks. All right as for the in the playoffs I've got wild cards um going to the Braves, the Cardinals and the Padres. It's just so, there's just so – there's just – I mean, there's six really bad teams in the National League, like really bad. I, I, I don't I, – I think there's only two or three really bad teams in the American League. I, the National – the American League Central's I, – I, I mean, I, again, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if two or three of the teams in the American League Central have a losing record, but I bet you it won't be far under 5-1. I just don't think they'll be embarrassing teams. I, I, I think there might be a year away, but I think they got pretty good players good, they got good plans. I, I don't even know what the plans are for the Rockies, Diamondbacks, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. Now, nah, they don't even have, if they have plans, it's not readily apparent. It's like, what are they doing? Those teams. Awful. But, um, right. So I'm going to say Padres, Cardinals, Braves. Okay. You As far as the World Series, the Braves are ineligible in my mind. So you can't pick them. Uh, I still don't. I, I picked the Phillies to win the division, but I just, I just don't think they have enough pitching to go to the World Series. Uh, I'm not picking the punks because I hate them too much, and it's too, it's too boring to pick the punks. Everybody in the country is picking the punks, and you know, last year everybody in the country picked them, and I didn't, and I didn't pick the, I didn't pick the right team, but at least I didn't pick the punks. I'd rather pick the wrong team and not pick the punks than to pick the punks and be wrong. So that was that was great. Uh and so I'm going to stick with the, what I did last year. I'm going to stick with the team that has the most pitching and uh in terms of the starting pitching and the bullpen and just hope that they hit a little better this year. So I'm going to pick the Brewers out of the of the National League and the American League I I just I just don't know. You know, I'm not going to pick the Astros uh just cuz it's I, I just not good at picking my teams to to go that far um i still don't trust the white Sox, even though they look really good and that was my pick last year um i'm gonna say blue jays and i know that's kind of the 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 pretty boy the 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 um, not pretty boy but the the popular pick but they are just they are just something I uh, they got so much talent. So I'm gonna say Brewers and Blue Jays in the World Series. I'm half embarrassed to say that, but I really, I don't really see these other teams doing it. But we'll see. That's why they play the game. I think the depth, other than the National League Central, which just looks awful. Um, I think the depth in Major League Baseball. I think there's gonna be more good teams, more teams that have plans more teams that have good young players and futures than a year ago in major league baseball so we'll see how it plans how it uh plays out all right we'll take a time out come back finish out the first hour on the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana's sports station
0: are you fluent in footlish not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Grinky Dinky Dong. Grinky Dinky Dong. Noun. A quirky Cy Young Award winner with a funny name for the Houston Astros. Also known as Zach Grinky. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foot and Footnotes.
2: Oh
1: man, I'm gonna need that tomorrow, I'm afraid. Maybe win or lose. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game 1037, Lafayette 1041, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you about the Hangout Music Fest. If you would like to win VIP passes to the Hangout Music Fest, you just need to go to the website, join the game rewards club put yourself in position to win VIP passes for the Hangout Music Fest scheduled May the 20th through 22nd in Gulf Shores, Alabama. All right, quick story. I've been talking about the chocolate chip conversation carried over to the paper the Advocate. So, Megan Wyatt, who does a lot of food stuff and we we are we discuss food here and there, and and she was totally offended by the fact that I don't like chocolate chip cookies. So, so she said, okay, I'm going to make you some chocolate chip cookies and bring it tomorrow. So yesterday was the day that she brought it. So I walked in. I got one of her chocolate chip cookies. I fought the temptation of taking the chocolate chips on the top and throwing them away. But, and I took a bite of the cookie. And I said, hmm, you put cinnamon in these cookies. And she said, "You're right. That is awesome because my husband and all nobody ever gets that. That's my secret ingredient. You don't see, you don't taste that very lot. Too many people put no. cinnamon in the chocolate chip cookies, but I noticed it right away. And um and it was a good chocolate chip cookie, but it would it would have been much better without the chocolate
2: oh chips." Oh my god.
1: <laughs> it would have been much better. Much. Chocolate chips are just not good.
2: Have you had the chips the whole They're like the chewy ones, not the...
1: I like the chewy ones better. The chewy ones are better, but a cookie without chocolate chips with walnuts or pecans and adding a little cinnamon makes it even better. Now, that's a good cookie, but the chocolate chips just ruin it. Just get that out of there.
2: Oh, my. I'm going to have to go, and if... I told Ray on the show earlier. If the Astros do not win that day game, the day of the draft, I will go and bring you chocolate chipless cookies. Uh, well, we
1: might. We, we Totally we, we, make
2: you feel better we, we, in case something happens. Yeah, we, at we, the draft.
1: We, we're going to need something. We we'll pick a quarterback. We <laughs> have to get a new host for the Friday morning.
2: Oh, my.
1: All, all right. That's it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game. Stay tuned.
0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on The Game 1037, Lafayette 1041, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. All right, it is opening day. Remember, Astros, six months. I think manny gets it. it hit me this morning it's like all right, I hope you're ready I mean it it begins today I mean it's just like I know one person that's not ready my wife Michelle she is not ready for the start of baseball season I um I don't know we'll see if I'm ready. Astros have won nine in a row, which I don't really like. I like that I got to enjoy opening day victories in those nine, but I don't like knowing that going into tonight's game. And if I say that tonight, my wife and daughters are going to jump all over me because they believe in all that jinx and stuff. And I'm not really a big believer in that. I'm not a believer in that at all. But I... um, I um, you know, we'll see. I, I don't like losing to certain team. I don't like losing to anyone. But I certainly don't like losing to, you know, MVP Central. I don't hate all their players. Um but some of their players really get on my nerves. I don't really hate their manager. I kind of like him actually, but uh but I, I hate, you know, all the MVP talk about them kind of makes me kind of makes me sick. So we'll see. All right. So uh, any thoughts? Uh, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Any thoughts you may have about opening day, about the draft? We talked about that when Manny called last hour. Um, running back, you know, I kind of brought that up yesterday and Chad commented on it and Manny kind of, Kind of ran with that a little bit, so I'm starting to kind of open my mind up. Personally, personally, I would rather the Saints sign a veteran free agent running back, a veteran free agent safety, and draft two receivers and an offensive tackle in those first three picks, and then I think they're ready. At that point, I think it's like, okay, let's go. Let's just hope and pray that they, they can stay healthy. Because then at that point, the team would be ready for me. I'd be ready to go after the day after the draft. Let's go. Let's start the season the next day. But we'll see if all that happens first. And then, of course, then it becomes, okay, can, you know, will anybody be healthy after the most injured season in the history of the franchise? All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
4: Hey, Kev, Kev, you got to be careful about those veteran running backs, man. They only have so much tread on those tires, bud.
1: Well, I don't need him to do a lot. I just need him to play when 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 uh, 41 is suspended. And between him and whoever that veteran or even that running back or rookie running back and, and, and Superman, I just need him split time the rest of the way.
4: Yeah, Kevin, real quick, man. I want to hit on Tyron, Tyron Matthew a little while. If you read in between the lines, man, first of all, I don't know why a team hasn't picked him up. I guess he's going for his, his biggest contract. He has maybe um, – but, man, if you read in between the lines, I'm not sure if he really wants to live in New Orleans. Like, he talks about the safety of his family. Uh, it's all about the family now and him coming back. Because I think he had some, obviously, when he was here, it uh, wasn't probably the best times of his life uh, growing up and stuff. But, man, it's, unless he gets a big contract, I don't think he's going to come here. He, does, to- he doesn't have to, to live way- in New Orleans. Well, just the way, I mean, I don't know, just the way just the way uh he's been talking lately, it doesn't really sound uh that he wants to be back in this area. Uh that's just my opinion, man, but uh, Kevin, why is he why is he not signed yet, my man? I hang up. A-
1: well, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it's a contract thing. I'm sure he's being patient. Uh there's three or four veteran f- safeties that haven't signed. I don't I don't I don't I don't think you got I think there's nothing wrong with patience. I I mean I think you um you'll probably get more money the longer it lasts, I would think. Um but again, there's there's several safeties that haven't signed yet that are veterans that are that are pretty good. Now, not as good as him. I agree with that. But no, I don't I don't I don't I think wait I think he's just being patient and um I don't have any issues with him being patient, and again, I I'm not tied to him. I would love to have him if they could work it out. And, you know, if he doesn't want to live here or he wants too much money, I mean, that's fine. Just just get me a veteran f- safety. I need a veteran safety, and I'm I'm opening up my mind to what Manny and Chad have talked about, where where you draft. And I, because I brought it up Monday or Tuesday, whenever that was, I, I'm opening up my mind to maybe that second or third round pick being a running back and not going the veteran running back option. I just, I don't know. I just, sometimes running backs hit the ground running more than wide receivers and tight ends. No question about that. And and look, if they pick a rookie running back that they like, whether it's Hall or. Sp- spiller or whoever in the second or third round i'll be i'll be excited i'll I'll be good with that but um but i really really would like to get two wide receivers in in a in a in a tackle but we'll see all right one more call before we get to a timeout uh and go to the game hotline hello hey bro howdy
5: draft time but you got me confused dude last year at this time, or a little bit later than this time, you were telling me, or the rest of us, that this might be the best wide receiving core the Saints have ever had. Now, of course, you were including My- Michael Thomas in the conversation, which he's back. Right. But it's basically the same cast of characters. Well, so, while, I, I, of sudden, I, now, I. Well, just because.
1: It, I mean, I, if we do. I mean. If we do what we're talking, then it definitely will be the best wide receiving core. The Saints have never had a good wide receiving core ever. And well, so last
4: year you were
5: saying it was the best. Oh, I I
1: I, ever. I I think it's very possible that it would have been. Yes.
5: Okay, but it, we still got Smith. We still got. We didn't know how good Callaway was, and I think he's a legit three-four receiver. We still got Mighty Mouse. We got Michael Thomas coming back. So, in my book, drafting one receiver in the first or second round is plenty for now.
1: Well, the problem with that is what if he's hurt?
5: Oh, well, I mean, you can say that about every position. Then we need a quarterback. What yeah, if I... they get hurt?
1: Well, we don't need a cornerback. I mean,
5: it, it's—I'm just saying. On paper, it's the same guys that you loved last year.
1: No, I got—I got. I got well, I mean, again, I, I think that I think Trey – I still think you need a number two.
5: Yeah, I—I got—I want a—I want a wide receiver now with one of those two first-round picks. Before I was saying, let's get one in the second round. But you got two first-round. I—I'm
3: just—I—I'd
1: like to—I'd like to get two. Because I'm hoping that if if they're both really good, then the offense could be really good. But if but I'm hoping to get at least one be good because I'm still not sold like everyone else is sold that all first round wide receivers make immediate impacts. I'm not sold on that. I I, I want to because I, I want to at least get one. Yeah,
5: and and I got no problem with them taking one in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Taking a flyer, because there are actually some pretty decent receivers that could be gems that are little projects that you could pick and practice squad them if you have to. But I think you get one legitimate number two receiver, and you've got a full complement of of pass catchers in the four that I named, and you add Mighty Mouse into the The mix. The problem
1: is Traquan's always hurt, and Mighty Mouse is always hurt. And Mighty Mouse is the best receiver of his kind that the Saints have ever had, but he never plays. But I, I get,
5: I, look, I get all that. I'm just saying I wouldn't burn early picks on two receivers oh, uh, when you got other areas of needs. You can like get a, what a safety like you can get a safety from Baylor to kick. Don't don't if Baylor they if they, if they sign State. if they
1: sign a veteran safety they don't need another safety.
5: Oh, I know, but we're running out of veteran safety.
1: No, we're not. not. They've it's got bad. a lot left, actually. There's yeah, at least well, four I mean, available. I
5: mean, legitimate starting ones. No, uh, there are at least
1: four legitimate starting safeties still available. At least four.
5: Okay, well, other than Matthews, none of them really excite me, to be honest with you. But
1: uh, uh, Tart played look, on I, arguably I, the best defense I, I, in football last year.
5: I'm I'm, I'm a homer, but I would love to see the Saints get Butler from UL in, like, the fourth or fifth round, which is right about where he's grading out. I think that cat's a ball player, man. Oh, I'm a big uh, fan of him. So, uh, there's options deeper. But the running back, Kevin, I know y'all are talking running backs. Second or third round, they got a kid named Pierce from Florida. He's got a ton of tread on the tires because he was a – he wasn't really fully used but he's like a bowling ball. Uh, he actually reminds me of of, of, of drew uh, what's his name uh, more drew De- uh, God dog it I'm drawing a blank uh, the guy played for Jacksonville um, forever. Maurice Greek
1: Jones Anderson. drew but yeah no it's uh it, no the running back is I, I'm kind of starting to think they're gonna pick one I, I think that's hit me and I, I think it's gonna happen. All right Joey let me take a break. We'll, God, we'll,
5: I love this time of year, brother.
1: Three more weeks. It's going to be a long three weeks. Um, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll shift gears, begin our weekly talks with Patrick McClellan about the Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun on the other side. On the game, 103.7 Lafayette, 1041, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. All right, we're going to begin a weekly segment here. It's opening day for Major League Baseball. The Astros are the defending American League champions, and they're going to play against MVP Central in Anaheim tonight. And we have with us Patrick Pat. He'll let, he'll let me know which one he prefers, McClellan from the Lima Time podcast. How are you, sir?
6: What's going on? I'm doing well. It's baseball season.
1: All right. So, do are we calling you Pat or Patrick, or does it not matter to you?
6: It uh, it doesn't matter. You can call me Jeff if you want. It, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything you want, I'm I'm in for it. All
1: right, so I said that when we spoke the other day. I said, I want to kind of do it spontaneous. we got to get to know each other. I'm sure you're going to have some things about baseball that you're big on, and I am, and we're going to have lots of fun this season. So what are, um, like, you started becoming an Astro fan when?
6: Uh, birth. <laughs> yeah, for you. as long as I can remember.
1: Now, so you're from Houston and kind of lived there your whole life.
6: Yes, yeah, for sure. Right. So yeah, so, yeah, I was, uh, I was indoctrinated. I,
1: I got you. I, I've lived in Lafayette my whole life, and I'm like a lot of people in this part of the country where, when they were little, their families went to Astro World and to an Astro game, and then it just started liking the Astros forever. And uh, we do we do promos. We we did uh, on my senior trip. I went to four Astro games. On my honeymoon, I went to five Astro games. And I yeah, co- that rules. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way. That's the way. That's the way it works. All right. So, uh, who is your favorite all-time Astro player?
6: Ooh, that's tough.
1: Okay, give me the top three then.
6: I can't. I'm having some technical difficulties.
1: All right, are you not hearing me? Get, get, yeah, give I've me. got
6: something playing in my ear. I can't. I can't hear. This is not great. It's Uh-oh. not good for the first time. This is, this is bad.
1: <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's see. She says she's going to correct it. All right, so I'm not sure what's going on there, but I uh, don't remember that happening anytime. But um, anyway, we're gonna um, we're gonna try to get back with them. Are we good? All right. Oof. All that was right. Terrifying. So sorry about that. So uh, if you if 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 one is two, how about three? Who would be your top three Astro players ever?
6: Uh, man, it it changes all the time. I, I I grew up with the the Killer Bees, so I mean, it'd probably it's got to be Biggio. It's got to be it's got to be Berkman, and then uh, man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Altuve in there. I got you as a as, a, as an all timer already, but yeah, I think that third spot would be a rotating between uh, just a ton of people.
1: All right, so this season. Um, what, what, what would you say is your number one concern going into this season for this team?
6: Lance McCullers, Lance McCullers.
1: Um, you know, last year, Lance McCullers, I, you know, I, it, like I say all the time, he, he, he kind of drives me crazy because you love him because he, you know, he's fun uh, you can tell he loves the Astros. He loves Houston. He wants to be part of the. And yet, he always seems to be hurt. And then last year, he's he he makes it through the whole season, and he gets hurt in the ALDS. So uh, it's just it, it, it's frustrating. So you're thinking he's going to be back when?
6: I I don't know. I, I it's I think it's pretty disconcerting that uh, he goes a whole off season and then comes and he's not ready and it hadn't healed properly. That's very concerning to me. I'm. I don't like that at all. So whenever they're vague about the return day, that's usually bad. So I, I really legitimately don't know.
1: Um, the good thing about that is, uh, assuming ever all the other ones stay healthy, which, you know, you never know how that's going to play out. I think there's enough starting pitchers there. Um, it's just it, – it sure would be nice to have McCullers. I don't know about you, but I just – like I still cannot believe Justin Verlander is in the actual rotation again. Right. I just still can't wrap my mind around that.
6: It's cra- it's crazy, and uh, yet, yeah, just having him there makes me feel uh, they're always they're always going to be good, but that makes me feel so much more confident with him right there. Even coming off Tommy John, he's the man. Yeah, it's being it's crazy that he's an Astro, and still, it's nuts.
1: You know, I don't know that there's. A precedent for this. I don't think to my knowledge, there's never been a pitcher who had Tommy John at what, thirty-eight years old or whatever he is, and, and come back and, and been a frontline starter and yet he kinda has that Roger Clemens, Nolan Ryan kind of determination and work ethic and freak of nature stuff about him. So if anybody could pull it off, it might be him.
6: For sure, I, I I plan on seeing no drop off in production. He he pitches like those guys too. He's gonna he's gonna throw ninety five plus, and he's gonna he's gonna be the exact same guy. I mean, I I almost guarantee it.
1: All right, so um, the other thing that it was obviously huge in the off season is the is losing Carlos Correa and him going to the Twins. Were you uh, – are you bitter about that? Are you okay with it? Is it just part of the game? What was your reaction to that?
6: I, I, you know, you hate to, you hate to lose him. It's, you know, he's a, was a marquee part of the team and a, and a vocal leader and all that. But if you really if you really dig down nuts and bolts in the, in the numbers and the, in all the stuff, so he's, it's, he's very replaceable, and you don't, you're not paying him that money. Uh, Jeremy, they think Jeremy Pena, Pena is going to be a star. And if that's the case, then you let Carlos, you say you wave him goodbye, and you'll play him a nice tribute video when he comes back, and we'll clap. But, yeah, good riddance. The,
1: you
6: know, you know the,
1: the thing about Carlos is this to me. I, it became very obvious two years ago that he was the leader of this team. I, I, I didn't really know that about it until the playoffs a couple of years ago when they were playing in San Diego, and it became pretty obvious. He's got the best relay throw of any player I've ever seen. I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of – I mean, he – That's the part I think they're going to miss the most, and he's obviously incredible defensively. Offensively, he never had an MVP season, so he wanted to be treated as an MVP, but offensively, he's never had an MVP season, so I'm fine with it. I've only seen one at-bat in spring training of Jeremy Pena, so how much have you seen of him? Like, what kind of player do you think he's going to be?
6: Well, he's he's had a. I don't I don't put too much stock in spring. I don't know about you, how you, you I, I spring training. Know I I don't care I don't care if they're terrible. I don't care I don't care if they're great. But he did hit he hit three thirty five or something. Or at least he was a few days ago. Um, but he's a he's a defensive master. So you're not going to lose any. He's a great defensive shortstop. So that's gonna you're not going to see any drop off uh, from that standpoint. And if he can hit and just has and has a little he has some pop. I mean. Correa, uh he don't the the cheating year was his only really good hitting year, which is a little bit was a little bit dicey there. But he, I mean, Correa never hit thirty home runs, hit about two seventy. I mean, that's good, but that's not great.
4: No, he's not. He's never had. He's, <laughs> yeah. He was never a great offensive player.
1: I agree. He's he was never a great offensive player. I agree with that. Now,
6: and so, I say that not disrespectfully. I love I love Korea and I wish we had resign. him. But this, I, it, it makes it makes sense that they did this.
1: All right, so. Do you think long-term, they look at Pena as a leadoff hitter? Like, I, you know, I think they're going to hit him eighth or ninth, and they need to until he kind of gets his footing. And I'm hoping that's what they do, take as much pressure off him as possible. But do you think long-term he's a leadoff hitter, or what kind of hitter is he?
4: Yeah, uh,
6: yeah, I think that's potentially a possibility. I, I think the beauty of this, this team in this lineup is that you can literally place him wherever you want, and it won't matter. I, I like him at the back of the lineup, too, kind of as a, as a catalyst back there and just kind of get his, get his swings, get his good at bats, and uh, maybe see some pitches. But I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I, um, I just know that the, they, the club thinks highly of him, and uh, Altuve does, and uh, Robinson Cano, uh, the, all people that, that know him and have played with him, said he's a, he is a star. So uh, that, hearing that kind of talk gets me pumped.
1: All right. I, I think the key to this season – um, is Alex Bregman, and uh, you know he obviously was was fabulous um, in nineteen. The last two years, he hasn't done very much. Most of that, I, I'm assuming, has to do with injury. And, and 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 here's the way I look at it. I I am convinced that Jeremy Pena can give the Astros offensively what Bregman gave him last year. So Bregman just needs to surpass what Correa gave him offensively last year. Yeah. That's
6: kind of yeah, how yeah, I'm looking at. it. Yeah, that's and that's pretty easy to do. There's no pressure with 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 Tucker playing as great as he did last year, and then another year for Jordan. Like, you don't have the, the lineup so fierce that, I mean, Bregman's probably going to put the pressure on himself, but because we're all watching him, it's time for him to come back and do something. I, I agree with you though. That's the, he's the if, if he just if he cl- it clicks back with him, he's. I mean, the team's going to be the murderers row. I mean, they are I mean, it's wild.
1: All right, so center field um there was a lot of talk and by the way one of the, i don't know if we'll get to it today I, i'm a nickname guy and so um we 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 um we won't get into that today we'll get into that in the next couple shows and as we talk about these players my nicknames will come through but i call um um i i call um tucker Icky because he remind he was so goofy when he first came up that I, I he reminded me of Ichabod <laughs> Crane. He reminded me of Ichabod Crane, so I called him Icky. So
6: That's I, hilarious. That's a good nickname. They, a man, I like the head of
1: fun. They were talking about moving Icky to center and I really lo- I've grown to really love him as a player, but I don't want him in center field and it no. sounds like he's not going to.
6: Yeah, no. I I'm, I'm 100% with you. He needs to run as little as possible. Um I, I they got center field a, a question mark, but I I think they're gonna start with McCormick, who I don't think is the answer. I think he's a stopgap until Jake Myers is back. Jake Myers looks good. Jose Siri looks good last year. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it's not McCormick long term. So, but that's nice. You can platoon out there. You, can, you can afford. They can afford to do that.
1: Did you know Brinson? He, he, you know, I remember when he came up with the Marlins. He's never really had a good year. They sent him down. Do, do, do you anticipate him getting? You think they're going to go to him at all this year? With any, with any injuries at all, or you think that's yeah, just a spring training body?
4: Yeah, I, you,
6: with this team, you never know. I don't know. I mean, Dusty doesn't. He doesn't rest them rest players like kind of like AJ Hinch did, where it was just like I, they're getting days off or fake injuries, where they'd get ten days off and and stuff. I don't, but I, I they. He plays everybody, so I think that he I mean, might not even need injuries to get some spots, uh, and especially if the division is as bad as I think it's going to be, uh, they're going to be able to play around with that. Hopefully, by the All Star break.
1: Wow! Cocky, I'm, 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 All right, well, let's go I mean, there because I, I think the I mean obviously the A's have given up. So I mean the the biggest yeah. competition in the last few days has been the A's. Uh, the last few years has been the A's, and they've given up. So, but but. But I really think the Mariners have a good young club. Now, the Astros have they owned do. the Mariners forever. I mean, even when the Astros were terrible, they could beat the Mariners.
6: But but don't you think the Mariners are going to be good? They're going to be better, but I'm just – that's one of the worst franchises in the history of baseball. They're terrible, and when they're good, they choke. They're, I i don't trust them, so they're going to have to prove me wrong. Yes, they do have a good young club, and I, you saw, I don't know if you saw the uh, – I guess it was – MLB Network. All of the uh, anchors pick the Mariners to win the division, which is just that's probably just clickbait or watch bait, but it's uh, laughable. But yeah, no, I'm with you. They're gonna be they're gonna be better, but they're not they're not ready to compete with with the Astros. And the Angels will be 82 and 82 again, like no matter what. That's what they always are, and it's what'll happen again and that's it there's no other competition
1: the only thing that worries me is you know I, I, well a lot of it does but the, the rangers i still don't think they have starting pitching but their their everyday lineup is not bad they spent some money i mean i you know we finally got rid of a Seeger who owned the astros kyle Seeger. i mean they <laughs> couldn't get that guy out and and, and then now his brother comes to the rangers
6: yeah he used to kill us when he was playing with, with seattle too um yeah, they they've got some they're still not there yet, but they're they're putting some pieces there. They're, I mean, I think they're going to be still pretty bad. But uh yeah, that's going to be an annoying team to play where they can in a series might pop off and, you know, score a bunch of runs. So, I mean, yeah, I I I, I still don't respect the Rangers, but they they're a couple years away from uh being back well, in. I
1: hope their pitching continues to be terrible, and I hope they can get Garcia out consistently this year instead of those two game winners he hit against them last year. So, look, I hope you're yeah. right about the division, but I, I I picked the Mariners as one of my wild cards, so we'll see how how
6: the- I, I I like that. I think that that's fair, but I think that they're yeah, that they might be that last wild card spot, and I think the Astros run away with the division, potentially winning ninety five ninety five plus games. All I think right. They're going to have a pretty, pretty great year.
1: How worried are you about that, Brent Strom, who's kind of been the master pitching coach, has left? And I still don't understand why he left. I, I, I'm kind of under the impression that he thought Dusty was not going to be here anymore, and so he left. I, I've never heard that him and Dusty didn't get along. Uh, like, what's your take yeah. on the whole Brent Strom thing?
6: I don't know. I thought I had it all. It was all crystal clear, and he was just ready. He was tired of it, and then he took the job with Arizona. And I think he just won I think he lives in Arizona. Is that true? That's where he he lives. So like that was just kind of like a he wanted to go home, and he had given one year. I don't know. It was kind of weird that he retired, and then all of a sudden he signed somewhere else. But uh, so I've never heard of anything, but. Just glowing reviews of of him. So, I, he's apparent, yeah, he's apparently the best. So, I I don't, there's got to be a legitimate good reason for that. I I think it's just close to home and he's decided to get a chance with the the Diamondbacks. He was just like, I'll sign here. So, I I think that's the case, but I have no idea. I'm speculating.
1: All right. So, I have, I'm an odds guy. So, my biggest concern about tonight is that the Astros have won nine straight opening days, which I love. It's fun winning opening day. So, are they going to beat the Angels, or are they the odds going to get them?
6: Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you are, but I, if you've got a if you got a streak going on one side, you gotta you gotta go go with the chalk until proven otherwise. So I say that for them winning tonight, and, that, and same for going back to the another ALCS until it's proven otherwise, you got to go with the chalk.
1: All right. So one more question before we let you go: Who is your most like of all the teams, you know the Astros have had different rivals depending on the decade. Who who would you say is your most hated team or most hated rival during your years as an Astro fan?
6: Uh, I still hate the Cardinals. I mean, I still I hate them. I hate the Cardinals. I hate the Cubs. Um, uh, I hate the Dodgers fans. I don't <laughs> like the, they don't really play the Dodgers, but I don't like the, their people. The players are fine. They're a good team. It's more—it's more, it's more my—I have more grievances with fan fan bases. So uh, yeah, it'd be the—it's the Cardinals because I actually legitimately hate those my, players.
1: My nickname for the Dodgers is the punks, so I just call them the punks. So just so you know, when we'll, we'll 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 revert for, refer nice. to them as the like, punks like here and there. Yeah. I'll, I'll
6: learn all, I'll learn all the the vocab.
1: Yeah. All right, sir. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, and we'll have fun. Hopefully, we have at least four or five wins to talk about when we talk next Thursday. Thank you, sir.
6: Sounds good. All right. Have a good one. All right.
1: Man, he's down on your Mariners.
2: He, I know. I'm glad you didn't tell him. You let him know. Hey, he's, just letting he's, you know. Heads up.
1: not as high on your Mariners as I am.
2: No, it doesn't seem like anybody is as much as I am. But you well, know what? It's going to be fine.
1: He said that. I didn't see this, but apparently there was a, a panel of ESPN guys who, who all picked the Mariners to win the division. It's because they hate the Astros probably, but... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully that's um you know, hopefully that didn't happen. But uh, but again I picked him as a into I, the playoffs.
2: I mean all I like yeah, like you said, I'm putting my toes in the water. All I'm hoping for is that they do better than they did last season. And I mean they were good last all? year. They almost yeah. made the playoffs. Yeah. they were close. They so
1: they're good. All right, we'll take a timeout, we'll shift gears. Uh, reunite with Mr. Tom and he can give us an update on the Florida and Arkansas Derby. I think there was a little bit of a surprise winner in there. We'll get Mr. Tom's impressions next on the game. 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. I want to remind you to go to the game clubhouse and put yourself in position to win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse. But you can't win that great prize unless you go to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Join the clubhouse. You might win. gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse, so sign up today. All right, we have our weekly visit now. Kentucky Derby um, prep lead up to the Kentucky Derby first Saturday in May with Mr. Tom. How are you, sir?
7: I'm doing good, Kevin. Thanks for having me.
1: And here's another man that that I'm sure is somewhat excited about opening day as well.
7: Oh, well, not so much excited about it, just kind of confused. You know, a lot of double headers this year, it's going to be interesting.
1: Oh, I, I absolutely. All right, <laughs> let's jump right into the Arkansas Derby. Uh, am oh. I s uh, I the the horse the two horses that you talked about seem like they finished second and fourth. So tell me about Cyberknife here. Cyberknife's a nice
7: horse. He's been a nice horse all along. The problem was um the Dwayne Lucas filly um, um who was supposed to be so good uh, didn't get out of the gate, and, and the bottom horse, we the people, just wasn't good enough. So when the Dwayne Lucas horse didn't get out of the gate it, it, and had to run late, um, it just made it different. The problem with the Arkansas Derby, it was hyped to the hilt for this Dwayne Lucas Philly, right? And and she went off the favorite. And I thought, I'm scratching my head. I said, this, this race is way too competitive for this particular horse to be the favorite. But this is what happens in racing and in everything else in life. If you get enough hype on something, you know what's going to happen. Now, I'm not saying she's not a good horse. She will go to the Oaks. But, boy, she'll run into Echo Zulu and You Girl and probably two or three more. So it'll be a dynamic Oaks. That's what will happen. But that's, you know, he tried, and that was it. Cyberknife is a Bradcock horse. He'll be a very nice horse in the Derby. I have nothing wrong with him. He's going to be really good.
6: So
1: do, I just was
7: disappointed, it, that's
1: all. So is Barbara Road going to be in the Derby, you think? Oh, 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 oh,
7: oh, oh. is Barbara Road going to be in the Derby? Let me tell you a little story, and I won't take much time. In 2005, Ken Rudolph, who is uh, the African-American host on TVG, he was hot on a horse that everybody said this horse can't win. He never won a prep. Guess who the name of this horse was? Giacomo. This year he's equally hot on Arbor Road, who runs just like Giacomo all over the place. And you know, comes late. If you watch the Arkansas Derby, this horse bounces off of horses all the way around the track and nips nips the six-horse, that Dwayne Lucas horse to Philly at the wire. He runs second, Barbaro. He's going to the Derby, and I'm telling you right now, if he gets a good ride, if they put a different jockey on him, Ray Lucas is a good jockey, but they need an experienced jockey on this horse. He wants to run his own race. Barbaro's going to be more than tough in the Derby, let me put it. He's a grandson of Curlin, and they're talking about distance on him. He can make a mile and a quarter, Yes.
1: So you think you telling me this horse is kind of like Vladimir Guerrero as as a senior as a hitter? (laughs) Just kind of he hits pitches that bounce, you know, for base hits.
7: It exactly this horse runs a crazy race, and he's done it all three times he's run. It's just it's remarkable when he gets to the to 16th pole when he gets about 200 yards from the finish line, he takes off, but he bounces off a horse is doing it so. You know, he's got to stop that. And only a really, really top-notch jockey is going to help him there. If they change jockeys, he's going to be a handful, let me tell you. But he'll be in the Derby, yes.
1: All right. So, do you, who, I mean, like when, like when would that jockey change happen? Do you think, is that realistic?
7: Probably real soon, I would think, because John Ortiz has got to know, that's the trainer, he's got to know that this horse has got talent. And, and if he gets and if he gets a different jockey I'll have to wait and see I don't know it might have even happened by now, and I don't keep up with it on a daily basis but but this horse is really he's talented let me tell you he's talented
1: all right so what if 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 they came and asked they said Mr. Tom, what jockey should I put on him what would you say
7: I'd say Joel Rosario, but I'm sure he's got another horse I think he's riding something else well, the reason I say Joel Rosario is he's one of the few jockeys that can master a horse, make him do something that the jockey wants to do. He's one of the few jockeys that can do that. I would say offhand that's who I would take, but I think he's got another horse. I'm pretty sure he does.
1: All right, so what about the – go ahead.
7: Go ahead. No, that's fine. I'm done with that.
1: What about the Florida Derby?
7: Okay, in the Florida Derby, it was a big disappointment. You don't put classic Causeway and simplification – in those Derby, in that race, if they're not good enough. Well, I thought they were good enough. Classic Causeway on the back stretch gave up and pulled him back. I don't know what's wrong. I didn't read anything from Brian Lynch. I'm sure it's out there, and I'll look and see. Simplification simply wasn't good enough. He got to the top of the stretch and white a burial passed him and charged it, who was a six-horse by Tom Fletcher. Todd Fletcher, he's going to be a handful in the derby as well. He should make it. He's got uh, 40 points. That should get him in. He's going to be a handful. But that White uh, of Safi Joseph, who won the title in Gulfstream, he's going to be a handful, too, because he can really run from the top of the stretch. That's the name of the game in the derby. Can you run from the top of the stretch You know, without being wobbly-legged? You know.
1: So how many horses think, from the Florida Derby are going to be in the Kentucky Derby?
7: White uh, of and charge it. And I'm pretty sure Classic Causeway – and simplification will go simply because they got a lot of points. But if either classic causeway or simplification win the derby, I'm gonna be scratching my head. How do you run that badly in a race where you were really one of the favorites or two of the favorites? How do you run that badly and turn back in the derby and run an extra furlong and run well? I don't know. I that's beyond me.
1: So what are we looking at this weekend?
7: Oh, right, this weekend we got three derbies. We've got the Wood Memorial. We've got the bluegrass and we've got the santa Anita they'll all be within an hour 350 wow. for the wood 410 for the bluegrass four thirty for the for the uh santa Anita uh the best of these is the santa Anita the other two are okay
1: and so who what what are the horses the favorites look like
7: well the favorites in in, in, in New York in the wood is probably going to be morello he won a, a one-turn mile. He won, ran a one-turn mile. This way, This way, he'll run two turns. He'll run nine furlongs this week. But he's going to be up against some pretty interesting horses. Um, it's Let me see if I can. Okay, it's, it, it's an interesting feel in that you've got a lot of speed at this race. There's a, there's a bunch of speed. The three and four horse, and I think that's who they'll be, uh, early voting and long term, the Fletcher horse and the, and the Brown horse, Chad Brown, they're going to go out there. If early voting gets a big lead, they're not going to catch it. But if he gets, you know, if long term stays with him, then that sets up the field for Morello. But Mo Donegal, the one horse who's, all, who's trained by Todd Fletcher, he's had some physical issues. But if he runs well and if he wins the at Aqueduct in the wood, he'll be one of the five or six Big-time favorites. But I'm not sure of his health. But uh, right now, Morello is the horse to watch there.
1: And Santa Anita.
7: And that's it. That's basically it for them.
1: But what about Santa Anita?
7: Oh, boy. Let me just mention Keeneland briefly and we get that out of the way. At Keeneland, which will be the Bluegrass, um, let's see, Keeneland... The bluegrass. Okay. In the bluegrass, you've got uh, a whole bunch of nice horses. Smile Happy, who's a run happy, who's, you know, Mattress Max horse, run happy. He's a miler. That's it. So if, if this horse runs really good, I'll be shocked. Um, Black Adder, Smile Happy, Rattle and Roll, uh, Emmanuel. And the horse I like is called Zandon. Zandon is Chad Brown's horse, and I think he's the best of the lot. But let me tell you right now, this Bluegrass is not really strong. It's not really a strong race. And now we'll get to Santa Anita. Let me tell you, you have have six horses in Santa Anita, uh, Kevin. Six horses, right?
2: Uh Uh-huh.
7: Three of of these horses in the Santa Anita Derby this weekend are the best horses in all of the three-year-olds. The best of all, that's concluding epicenter. These three horses are better than all these horses, and they're running in the same race, and they all want to run on the front. (laughs) I mean, take a look at this race Saturday. If if anybody's listening, if you want to watch any of these three races, the one at Santa Anita is the one
1: to watch. So what is the likelihood that all three will get to the Kentucky Derby? (laughs)
7: They all three should, but they know they won't because Messier doesn't have enough points unless he wins. And Tabia, who's played 1.7 million dollars for, hasn't even run at all yet in, in, in any of these cases in any of these races. No, he's a maiden, but he's faster. It's hard to explain. Forbidden Kingdom, uh, Messier and Tabia or Tabia, or however they say that. All three of them want to run in the front, and all three of them faster than epicenter. Now, does that make
5: sense? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean,
7: who's going to win? Who's going to get enough points to get there? One of them's going to be left out because they won't have enough points.
1: So do you Messi think has, So you think is going to win, or who do you think is going to win? Uh,
7: ta- uh, Kevin, I-, I don't really know. <laughs> I really don't. Tim Yakteen has the two Baffert horses. That's Messier and Tabia, and Forbidden Kingdom is Mandela's horse. But none, none of these horses has ever been behind. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? None of them have ever been behind. So something's got to give, right? Well, it's got to happen.
1: Well. And we'll hear about it next week. All right. So yeah, it's, it's it's getting sure it's enough. get it's getting closer. What are we? What three weeks away? Four four it's weeks a, away.
7: Well, well, it's exactly a, a month away. Exactly a month. month. The seventh to the seventh. yeah, the seventh of May. Get, and that's it.
1: Get getting closer. After so.
7: This week, go ahead. After this week, we'll be done. I mean, we don't have anything left except the Lexington, which is a few points two weeks from now that could get in. But that's it. You, you either got the points or you're not
1: in one or the other. All right. Well, we'll review the Santa Anita in the wood next week and uh, also on uh, the Bluegrass. We well, appreciate your time, sir. I hope you can stay up and watch the uh, Astros win tonight.
7: Oh Lord, it's a late game. No,
0: no, no. Well, oh, yeah, it's I don't like wins. I don't it's like it Adels either. Tonight?
1: No, they play uh, at the Angels MVP Central eight thirty eight starting time. You can hear it right here on. Uh, 1037 Lafayette. Thanks for your time, sir. Take care. Thank you very much, Kevin. All right. We'll be back to finish out the show next on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
0: Major League Baseball is back. And it's time for a tradition like none other. Old school baseball guys arguing with the analytical crowd on why RBI should still be relevant.
7: Show us that million dollar arm because I,
0: oh, I got a good idea about that five cent head of yours. No, but seriously, what the heck is war? Yeah. What? Who comes up with this stuff? You're
3: killing me, Smalls.
0: Now, back to more baseball talk here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Well, tomorrow we will be analyzing base, Major League Baseball games for the first time this season. I guess I'm ready. Uh, we, we, we will see. All right. Joey, before we got to the Astros and the Kentucky Derby, brought up the wide receiver situation from last year. He, he, here's the problem. Michael Thomas, arguably the best receiver in Saints history. He didn't play a game last year. Traquan Smith, mm, he's not a number two receiver. I think if healthy, he might be a decent number three receiver, but he's he, he, he's always hurt, never plays. Deontay Hardy Harris, um, Mighty Mouse as we call him, um, I think is the is as elusive and big player receiver as the Saints have ever had ever, but he never plays. He's either injured or he's suspended. And Marquez Callaway played last year, but in my mind, he did it. Marquez Callaway was having to be a number one receiver last year. He's not a number one receiver. So Marquez Callaway, the number four receiver, didn't play a game last year. So in my mind, when you took when you look at Thomas Smith, Hardy, Callaway, if they all played 16 or 17 games last season, I think would have been. As good a receiving core, or if not the best that the Saints have ever had, but they never play. So, the reason why I want two wide receivers is hopefully out of the six, four of them can play some games. These these I think they're talented, but you got to play. So we'll see. All right, that'll do it. It begins. We'll be back. Have a nice day.
3: Just stay-